Hey guys, Ash here. So, the L word, Generation Q, has been renewed for season three, and we could not be more thrilled. So, so happy. Congrats to Marja, Sandra, Kate, Leisha, Jennifer, everyone, all the cast, all the crew. We are absolutely over the moon, and the show is coming back in 2022 for 10 episodes. Maybe all 10 episodes won't air in 2022, but that's how many we're getting, and we are getting the show back in 2022. So that means Drinks at Dana's will be returning in 2022 as well. And as some of you guys may know, we actually were going to do a campaign yesterday, Sunday, February 6th, And that was to light a little fire to try and push the the season three renewal news. But then Showtime went ahead and surprised us and we got the news on Friday. So we turned Sunday into a season three celebration instead. And Chris and Jess came on my channel along with Amanda Costner and Evelyn Dar, who are two other lesbian YouTubers, content creators and uh, we had so much fun. It was it was such a great laugh, and we also had our amazing viewers and listeners in the live chat, so in this very special live episode, if you hear us saying the chat says, that's what we're talking about. It's our viewers and listeners who are chatting with us live. So that's what this is. It's the special live episode. It's completely unedited. We wanted to make sure that we didn't, you know, take anything out, leave in all the treats that you may not have got in an edited video. And just to let you know, if you want to follow along with the live chat and also see us on screen, you can go to the link that's in the show notes to my channel and you can go and watch the entire video version of this on my channel. Also in the notes, I've left Amanda and Evelyn's channels, so you can go and check them out if you want to. They also cover the L word, and I've also left Chris, Jess, and myself's social media, because we'll be covering filming, casting, all that good stuff while they're shooting season three, so go and check us out over there if you want to. And I hope that you guys are all looking after yourselves, staying safe, and I hope that you enjoy this very special live episode of Drinks at Dana's. Okay, so we should be live now. Hey guys, we hope that you can hear us okay. Uh, just let us know if if you can, that we are here with Chris and Jess from The Outward Online and Amanda and Evelyn from both of their YouTube channels. So thanks so much for joining us to celebrate that the L Word Generation Q has been renewed for season three. Finally. Yes, it has taken a really, really long time, but we, um, we didn't really have any doubts. So we're just, tonight we were going to, or today, wherever you guys are, we're going to just chat a bit about the show and maybe what we are looking forward to or what we want to see in in season three so of course let us know if there's any questions or anything like that that you have in the chat um we can see the live chat 
So, oh, whoops, any... I was supposed to pull that up, wasn't I? <laughs> Anything <laughs> that you oh. you guys want to talk about, just let us know. And... Ask the ledger. <laughs> Bear with. <laughs> you should, be, if you go to the the right, it should say comments at the at the very top, and so you oh, should be able uh, to see on. it there. Comments. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think maybe the the best thing for us to do to start with would be if we all go around and say everybody's favorite thing about season two and least favorite thing about season two. And then we'll go into what we are hoping to see in season three. So Chris, do you want to start? Um, okay. Favorite thing was definitely Gigi and Danny. Um, because they melt on my screen. <laughs> I know they're your favorites. Um, <laughs> least favorite thing, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, I really, really want to like Micah, but I feel like his storyline is so boring that I just, I like, if he's not there, it wouldn't matter. So I'm like, if he had a better storyline, I might be interested, but that's my least favorite thing about season two. Okay. Uh, Jess? I did not hear your entire spiel because I think I lost internet for a second there. But so what are you saying? Favorite thing and least favorite thing about? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah. I, I'd have to agree. Danny and Gigi, neither of who were characters I liked in season one at all. Um, so surprisingly, yeah, their chemistry is undeniable. So they became my favorite, uh, my favorite thing in season two, just seeing their relationship, their interaction really grow. Um, I, yeah. I, okay. Mike is a good one, like you said, but I'm going to say, um, the, uh, the storylines that were dropped was my least least favorite thing about <laughs> season two. Which <laughs> we, never we talked about like not knowing if that was oh because of COVID they couldn't bring certain people back and they just like let stuff fall. I, I don't know why certain storyline decisions were made. Like everything that was kind of built up with Shane, um, <laughs> with her marriage and stuff was just kind of like oh yeah we just forget any of that even happened, which yeah. was kind of like a curse of the original L word, you'd come back after a season and people would have completely different personalities. Well, at least and... they're consistent with that. <laughs> right. Uh, well, but that was one thing we were hoping would be, you know, better. I'm going to, I'm going to hope that that was like due to COVID weirdness and trying to figure out how to maybe film certain things without mm. having everyone together as a group and without having a bunch of guest stars and stuff like that. I don't know. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't want to see any more, storylines like drug on for a whole season and then just forgotten about or forgotten about from one episode to the next or personality changes or anything like that. So <laughs> I'm hoping for a little bit better from that in season three. Cool. Amanda. Uh, the comments are saying uh, Sherry Jaffe. Um, <laughs> just got to call that out. I, yeah. <laughs> Gigi, Danny. Awesome. My favorite gotta be Carrie. For me, that's uh, oh, yeah, what a surprise breakout performance by Rosie O'Donnell. Totally. I, going in, I was like, what is, what, what? you know, I was kind of with the fans, like, I was a little confused. And this blew me out of the water, uh, Rosie did with her performance. Least favorite, um, I just really don't care about the, like, 
um, the art plot line really like I wanted to care about it. <laughs> Just yeah, see, I see it all um, over again. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, the show with the uh, the stuff with Danny's dad was like, do we have time to cover all of this? It's like, yeah, oh, now we're in a procedural. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, very those were my favorite and least favorites. Cool. Very fair. Evelyn? I am with Amanda. I love Carrie. I think Rosie O'Donnell did a fantastic job. Um, my least favorite, I think it's a tie between like the Tess, Shane, poker, but also Tess's departure was weird. And mm. it just felt like, it felt so pointless. Like when Tess, I'm just like, that's it? Just... She's just going to leave. Um, and then Finley. Just yeah. Finley. <laughs> like that whole Finley plot line. That's it. Yeah. yeah. With Finley. I was so looking forward to them just going into the whole religious thing. And then, no. <laughs> They're like, let's make a really bad throuple wedding drama instead. Oh, I know. We thought we were going to get like Finley, Finley backstory and... I mean, like, my favorite thing, of course, was Danny and Gigi, although I did really enjoy uh, the short-lived Bet and Gigi as well. (laughs) Me too. I feel like that was just like a nod to the fans who really, really wanted it, and then they're like, okay, we're done now. Like, you have it? Yeah, you're done now. (laughs) But the same sort of thing, like, the the drop storylines, as you said, Jess, like, that was just... There were so many things that as we were going along in the season as well, I was uh, saying, oh, like, this is surely going to make sense. But towards <laughs> the end, like, we're, we're building somewhere. And a lot of the stuff just, like, I love the poker storyline as well because. That could like, have been so I, good. Like, I'm sorry. That could, yeah. I'm sorry. Every time I, any, anyone says poker, I'm like, yep, should have oh, been I, poker. I, it was so. It good was such a big part so of the trailer. Much. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. It didn't, it was. The show. It was like nothing. I feel like, like they only had Lena Waith for like half a day. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I feel like they just had her, and they were like, "Hmm, what can we right. put you as?" Like, <laughs> seriously, because I think that would have been a great storyline. Like, I would have loved to see her. I mean, I think she's too busy, but I would have loved to see her added to the cast, or even you know, as a recurring character. Yeah, and just kind of be a foil to Shane and Tess or whatever. But nah, we can't have that. I feel like it was the entire first couple episodes and then they just forgot about it. And like you said, Finley and like the religion thing, the family thing, the going back to Missouri, they that was all draw. Yeah. Um Micah and his married boyfriend, like Oh yeah. <laughs> that would have been a better storyline for him than whatever they gave him this season. Yeah. yeah, this and and of course we you know my number one thing that I'm constantly calling out is where is the timeline of the L? <laughs> like we didn't have one in the original, okay? But this one, I mean, it was it was all over the show with where people were and and then things like Danny's dad's trial, as you said, like Amanda, like we didn't really have time for that. But then also things like that just didn't seem to have any sort of like 
where were we? Like what was happening? Like how long does it normally take for a trial? And then it was all squashed at the end. And yeah, there was a, a lot of a lot of stuff like that. But given all that, what is what's some of the bigger things that that you'd like to see in in season three? So if Chris, if you go again for what you think oh, for God, season three. I don't three. even know. I don't even know if they're gonna do like the usual six months later like it might not even like everyone's expecting you know to take place after the doors open and we find out what happened we won't even know what happened with bentina like they will be long gone (laughs) like i don't know i just want them to just finally pick up like at exactly the moment it ended that would be nice they need to there was like so many cliffhangers like if you go hang us off the edge like pick us back up you know put us on the ground exactly yeah, I think Evelyn and I were talking about this that we we were saying that it'd be what would kind of be cool too would be if they do do that and they're you know three months or whatever down the road that it's a big event or something not, maybe not another wedding but something and then throughout the episode you get like flashbacks to figuring out Bettina's you know what happened there. And then flashbacks to what happened with Alice on the plane. And so you are further down the road and the story's moved along, <laughs> but then you're actually giving the audience what they want and they're being able to find out exactly what happened because, I, I mean, like, I, 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 it's such a big thing with, with all of the cliffhangers. Like, you can't really move forward because it's leaving so many relationships up in the air, even the stuff with, like, Alice and Tom and and our Donald Faison and Rosie and Pippa are they all going to come back and what's going to happen with them too? I know I want them. Yeah, I was wondering if they delayed the announcement to like maybe give us you know which actors were going to be able to come back, but uh... yeah, yeah, that would have. I, I still have never gotten any any clear answer on on why it it took so long and I mean especially because it's a third season like you know all the the main cast are all contracted in but it was surprising there wasn't any sort of resolution about who who is going to come back from the more you know cast from uh, guest stars from season two. So, I mean, it, it seems as though all those people that I mentioned, like, liked being on the show and they liked having them on the show. So hopefully they'll bring them back for at least tying up the cliffhangers. <laughs> I, you know, I'll be so upset if they drop them all again, because those were some of my favorite storylines. Um, Carrie... Um, and yeah, Donald. What? How actually? What was his character's name? Tom. 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 <laughs> he was my favorite. What was his name? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I actually, I know a lot of people didn't seem to enjoy it, but I loved Tom and Alice together and their interaction. And it would be stupid. You keep like this. I mean, since actually season one of the L Word, Alice is continuously set up in like a different relationship every year that just <laughs> falls apart yeah. or multiple relationships in a season. 
And um, so, yeah, I'd kind of, I guess it's boring for drama, but I'd like to see her happy. And um, I absolutely loved Carrie. And so if they just, if we get, you know, just a six months later and, oh, this is what happened without getting to see it, <laughs> that would be annoying. Or just, or not even telling us what happened at all. It, yeah. Because I kind of wrote everyone as if, like, we couldn't see them again, you know. Yeah, I don't know if they knew there was going to be another season or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's what that's what Marsha was saying too. Like she kind of did that maybe to have a little bit of a nudge to be like, oh well, look at the way we've left it. Like we have to come back now. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, even even things like I, I'm hoping that there is some a lot of the interviews that that like they've done as well in this kind of the end of the season and the hiatus talking about maybe the allocation of certain storylines like being bumped up because you have like we said Danny and Gigi has been far and away like super super popular and everybody seems to very well most people seem to enjoy them so season two I mean yes they're main characters but they didn't have an enormous storyline and they were able to become so popular with just a small amount of screen time so well, like, I, because they're very attractive like I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry I know this is unpopular I know all of you I know all of you love Gigi and Danny yeah they're very conventionally attractive women and uh -huh. that is why they're popular I'm so, oh yeah. It, it, yeah, that's it. Like that's literally it. Like, One hundred. You know, I love their characters. Well, I don't love Danny, but I like their characters well enough. But they're they're popular for a reason, I think. But uh, we actually yeah. learned more about their backstory than we even know about Tina after all these years. <laughs> yes. So I mean, they are giving us actual story with like their culture and their family and stuff to relate to, and I really appreciated that like backstory and building a connection that like makes sense in real life. That's how you would connect mm -hmm. to someone, you know, like shared um, experiences and stuff like that. So. Right. I think, well, I, whatever the I reason. popularity I've... still stems from their attractiveness though. I, Cause there's other characters that they've given backstories to. I mean, I think it's great that they have, but I think the reason they're the most popular couple on the show pretty I mean I would arguably say they're probably the most popular couple on the show and I don't think it's because their storyline is better than other storylines I, I mean I agree with you to a well, point but, but also like you can stick two attractive people together and have zero chemistry whatsoever no they have great chemistry <laughs> they have excellent chemistry I mean yeah they do. But also Gigi is just a hugely popular character. And I personally think that has a lot to do with how hot yeah. Seppi uh, Moafi is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think so, too. And I, you know, I, what you said, too, Jess, like, we know more about Gigi than than a lot of, of characters, especially like, like you said, like Tina. We know nothing apart from the awful interrogation tape scene and that her parents were divorced like that that's pretty much it and I mean I, I as well like a lot of people I think kind of maybe not overlooked but in season one of Gen Q 
a lot of people were like, oh, it's Nat's ex-wife. And they did have like the throuple scene, which which was great. But definitely more people seem to, I mean, I love Gigi since the second I saw her, but she definitely this season has way come into her own more. And I do think that goes along with the actresses to being, having great chemistry and just being like, I, I, it's hard to explain, but like they have that, especially um, Steffi, like has that quality that's hard to pin down because the, I mean, the show is, is full of attractive people, but I think that they have that kind of spark that is not, you know, there's, there's other people on the show that have been together that just don't have quite that quality, but yeah, like it, they, they wouldn't be as popular if they, if they were just like plain James by any means. I think the I, comments I have a good point. Danny before, so <clears throat> like I didn't. I Danny could have been off the show for all I cared in season one. I was like Team Sophie and Finley all the way. So I feel like pairing her with Sepeda like completely redeemed yeah. her character and her as an actress. She's more watchable me. now. Yeah. So you like Danny more now? Oh, I like the yeah, same. See, I don't, I, I don't I like her any different. Like, like she was okay. Course. She was fine. I mean, I was like, I didn't love her in season one, but I didn't love her in season two. I thought she was. I thought she was fine. But like, yeah, that's interesting that you like her based more. based on how they're writing the story and her interactions with Gigi, where it's like Gigi's bringing an actual personality out of her by like the conversations they have and stuff. Where Danny was super closed off before and didn't seem I didn't really see how she fit in with you know this group of people her you know all her friends from college and stuff like that and uh, she just seems a lot more real now Mm -hmm. the comments were pointing out that like Danny and Gigi's relationship wasn't born out of some big dramatic moment that they were like friends and then they, you know, developed an attraction. And I think that's an interesting point. Yeah, that is a good point, especially for this show, because pretty much everything is is born, born out of cheating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that that is one thing that I did really, really like about their relationship too, that even when that whole like Danny was saying about Bet and what was going on there most of the time like making someone jealous or something so it was nice that like you said they're friends and then they had a relationship it's a lot more like real you know which gives me hope that they'll last longer yeah they have a, they have a better foundation <laughs> than the usual pairing <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like a whole oh, see. season three will be a whole new day. You know, they'll just be like, reset everything. Let's start again. Like, no, like, no. What about all the cliffhangers? And they're like, oh, we've got all these new characters now. They'll they'll be announcing like a slew of new guest stars. That's the one three. thing we don't need is more new characters. <laughs> and then they'll just pick up new storylines. <laughs> oh, I would yeah. love the return of some OGs, maybe like uh, yes. Tasha. That would be so fantastic. Uh, yeah. Love Tasha. Tasha would be great. Oh, but it would break my heart if, like, there was a Tasha versus Tom versus Alice, like, 
who is she going to pick kind of thing. I mean, it'd be amazing, but because I thought <laughs> Tasha was perfect for Alice too. But I also really like Tom for Alice. This you know what I want to stop doing? Um, this is probably another. I am all. I am nothing but unpopular opinions. Just so you guys know. Um, so another unpopular opinion I have. So you know what I want them to stop doing? Please don't jump on me in the chat. But I want them to stop bringing up Dana like every five seconds. Like I get it. I get it. But like we we don't need like a two minute, five minute speech about Dana every other episode. We can like let her rest in peace. Like that actress is alive and well, I think. <laughs> like, she's fine. Like she's good, right? Like, I don't know. And again, I know that's very unpopular, but that's that's what I do. What about Jenny, Evelyn? Um oh, <laughs> everyone's reaction. <laughs> I okay, Chris and I were team Jenny all the way. Like I love Jenny and they ruined her. And they ruined her. I never would always never team Jenny. I hated Jenny. They absolutely adore Mia, but I don't like Jenny. Well, Jenny was not bad. The first two seasons of the original, I'm sorry, we're talking about the original, but the first two Jenny wasn't that bad. Like even the first three, two and a half seasons. Then she just kind of you know, she kind of became a <laughs> weird villain. But like, I I think original Jenny wasn't bad. I don't think. I even like Jenny and Shane. So, oh god, just <laughs> strange. Weird. I mean, it was okay. It was kind of strange. It just was like, oh, okay. That's, that's, what, we're that's what we're doing. Okay. Oh, Jenny <laughs> and like, Shane. Oh, I, no. I, I I hated how they. I don't know. You know, let me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're here for. We're here to debate. Go. Okay, <laughs> so new characters that they're ruining. Micah. <laughs> right? What are they Mar doing with Micah's storyline? Nothing. 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 It's That's almost like an afterthought. Like they're like, well, they've written the whole episode and they're like, oh, whoops, we forgot to do Micah. Um,. Let's just insert him here. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And some like, episodes oh, they write him into this. So, oh, oh, here's this, you know, random person that he works with. Let them go on a date for no reason. Yeah, and then let it end abruptly. Yeah, and that was it. I was like, oh, that was okay. Because we were all like, yay, for like a half a second, and then it was like gone, and we we're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, like I don't know what they do, what to do. Do you I, all think they, there's time. too many people in the cast? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, maybe. I, I think they just they don't okay. balance I, it pro properly. <laughs> <laughs> they spend too much time at the CAC when they should be doing it, like, say, Dana's or something. Something, some yeah, other fun cares scene. About the CAC. Yeah, no one cares about art. No one cares Cut about art. Watch out. the art. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, Jess, I think you've muted yourself, by the way. Um. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, censoring herself. Uh, I got to I, go on about Jenny and Shane rant, and the internet was like, no. I know this is like probably there you go, you're not, back now. not something that's that's feasible, but I've, I can't remember. Maybe I've talked about this on a live, but whenever you have, like, the cast is huge. There's what? A nine, nine, ten, Tess, and then <coughs> really? eleven, Tina. Angie. Like, and then when you add in Pippa, Carrie, like, there's like mm. fifth, and Tom. That's like fifteen people. 
And okay, yes, a lot of them are paired off, but in 10 episodes, like that's so many people to have so many stories. And that's why I think storylines got dropped because there was just not one, not enough time, or they were like doing days twice. But the whole, it, it, it's just not feasible to, to so they had to drop storylines. So doing something, I mean, this might not be possible because of the way like cast are contracted or something, but if you have like A cast and B cast, and don't say it that way, but people with big storylines, smaller storylines, and even this season where they, like obviously they couldn't have a lot of guest stars and they couldn't do certain storylines because of the way they had to film because of COVID, but what are they going to do next season with all these different people that they're probably going to bring in? Like I just... There are so many people and especially with only the three OGs and then we want other OGs to come in like something has to give in order to get cohesive storylines to have, you know, Shane, Bet, and Alice as the bigger pieces and then also bringing in OG cast members. It's, you know, that's that's a lot going on with still all the other people. Yeah, and that's the thing about bringing back old cast members. Like, I know we love it for the nostalgia, but are we doing it for a reason? Like, I'm sorry, but Sherry Jaffe. <laughs> I love Roseanne Arquette. Yeah. I like to, I like seeing Sherry Jaffe, but like, w- did she have a purpose? You know what I mean? Like, did we bring her back for an actual reason? So like, yeah, I'd love to see Carmen and who else, Peggy and, you know, whoever is available but like don't just bring them back to bring them back um because you've already got (laughs) you've already got a full plate then you're not quite doing well with that you know yeah i i there was like with tasha (laughs) tasha and helena especially like i mean we don't even know what happened with alice and tasha like like we know nothing like she hasn't been mentioned and then Helena hasn't been mentioned apart from the text on Shane's birthday like even just tying up those storylines or I'm sure there's like you know Peggy like you said and Helena they can easily be inserted in the plethora of art storyline that we were given so there there has to be be wet like you know like you said like ways that it can be worked that would make the art storyline more interesting i think (laughs) (laughs) they tied it into people we actually you know knew and cared about yeah because remember there was people when i think it was when we were i don't know what we were doing but the drinks at dana's or something there was loads of people that kept asking me in the comments if pippa pascal was like a real person because they they like assumed that because they so many people were like, oh, you know, is this supposed to be a real artist? And it was like, no, no. But there has to be, yeah, the, there's just, there's, there's lots of people that they could bring back. But yeah, people like Sherry, J- I mean, Alice's mom, that was kind of, it was cool, someone from the original show, but it also like, made sense because Alice was breaking up with Nat and she was going back to her house and we'd heard 
in season one her mom was living at the house like that was good that, that, that makes sense like, yeah you know yeah but sure, i think that is a way they could do it is you know if there's a reason you can bring somebody back for a cool fun one episode you know right. if there's a purpose a p- fun appearance but b- maybe they can't <laughs> yeah I mean, I, in general, I think TV has suffered from not giving us, you know, 21, 22 episodes of a season um, like it used to. But other big shows manage a massive cast, like, just fine. I mean, Queer as Folk did it really well, I thought. They always had a ton of storylines going on. Look at something like Game of Thrones. I mean, there's, like, a million oh my God, yeah. cast members. Mm-hmm. Or mean, even, like, things like... Um... Uh, Walking Dead or other yeah. shows where like they basically only pick like three characters for that whole right. episode and that's mm. they just focus the whole yes. episode on them and then the next episode is the three other characters like even and that at least I'd the storylines like in something like Walking Dead at least the storylines are all interconnected I feel like we have mm. every cast member a pair of cast members it's like a completely completely different a different show <laughs> yeah yeah it's like they're very unconnected to like the cast as a whole. They're and I think the connection, a lot of it felt superficial. Here. Like the episode, what was, didn't they have an episode where like everybody was in the same place for the whole episode? Oh, the karaoke. Yeah, 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 I feel like the yeah. way that they're connecting it is yeah, just yeah, on a superficial just, level, you know? Yeah, it feels like somewhere that like Finley and Sophie would like never go to. Like it just seemed way fancy. I don't know. Yeah. Like it just seemed like they yeah. didn't like some of the characters didn't would normally not go to that kind of event unless they actually like knew the people. Right, but know. this way we can get all of the characters in the same episode, even if none of very few of their stories are actually intersecting or they're. Oh, oh, we've lost Evelyn. Yeah, I think she was having. Um... To Evelyn's point, I think she... that they need to right from a point of, okay, this is a real person, you know, it's not, obviously it's a character, but like, what would they do and not, Ooh, let's make them work like chess pieces because I want to see a big cheating scandal scene, or I want to see a big group scene, you know, like, no, treat them like real people. And how would, you know, how would Shane really react in this situation? And that is like, to me, entertaining TV. Yeah. Yeah. I found it um, really, I, I've just noticed lately, I especially with um, the Sex and the City reboot, Amanda, I know you have been covering it too. Um, oh, Evelyn's in the chat. <laughs> yeah, she just read, no. <laughs> oh, um, maybe get, give it a few secs, Evelyn, and then, and then try again. But if the the Sex and the City reboot, like it, Sex and the City was on around about the same time the L Word was a little bit before. And uh, I also noticed lately, I don't watch it, but I know a lot of people do um, who come to my channel. And I know you guys do too, Euphoria. And yeah. I haven't watched this season yet, but it's so good. But I, I've seen a lot of people saying lately that this season they're annoyed about, but then Sex and the City has got so much, or and just like that, has got so much criticism too. And I don't know. Sometimes I think, like, is there any show that that people aren't, aren't complaining about the writing? So 
I, I don't know, like the, the reboots thing as well. Like I did a video talking about kind of how they, I, I feel as though with a lot of these shows, like they bring it back saying, oh, we want to be more LGBTQ inclusive and sometimes it feels like they're doing it in like a little bit of a checkboxy way instead oh, very of... checkboxy feels very checkboxy what what i want is i want people to to write six amazing characters and write cohesive storylines that have timelines and it's a great story and then at the end you just be like oh, okay, we have six characters. Well, we can make this a gay character. And this, like, it they it seems as though they start out with, we need to write a lesbian character. And that is the, just their defining characteristic instead of writing a great character who just happens to be a lesbian or whatever else. And it just... Well, yeah, we know they are writing the shows this way because... The, you know, and just like that press, you know, in almost everything they've mentioned, it was part of Cynthia, Cynthia Nixon's terms was like that the show would mm. be more, I don't know what the cut, what she asked of them, but something along the lines of more diverse. More and, gay. Um, yeah, and more gay. <laughs> and then we also know via Marja's interview on the Pants podcast that she like specifically wanted um, a sex scene with Micah. And, you know, with, with, uh, oh my God, I'm losing Maria my Mercado. Yeah. Yeah. Julia Mercado's character. And, and I think are those, are those bad things? No, it's a relevant discussion. Like, you know, but I wonder if there's a better way to do it. Like, I wonder if you're making sure there's top level diverse people, if like, then you don't have to fill those check boxes in because mm -hmm. people, you know, people will naturally <laughs> write those characters, you know, I don't know. It's an interesting discussion. Yeah. I, there's like no, no right answer. And I, it's just one of those things too that, uh, you know, there's, there's this constant thing online too of, of sometimes people only want to focus on the bad and not about the good. And, and this is the, the L word, like, pretty much by definition the especially the original like it it is something that there there was so much good and and even not even just the show like the storylines and characters but how much good the show did and you think about like or I, I'm sure everyone in this chat has some L word defining moment in their life because the L word does help people in a weird roundabout way and it is one of those super unique shows because I don't think there's many people out there who'll be like friends changed my life because it's it's just the the audience and the way it's made but I I do like to to focus on the good of good about the show as well and that's not to say it's perfect or that there's nothing wrong with it but I'm hoping that there will be tweaks and improvements and we'll get a better season three than, than you know, the, the past two seasons that while ha there have been high points as well, like there's always going to be 
things that could be improved and worked on. So I'm hoping that that, that will happen with, with season three. Evelyn, you're back. Oh, Evelyn's back. <laughs> Yay. We're thinking. It might not last long. My internet is really bad. <laughs> really bad. It's really bad, y'all. But I'm here for now. I'm literally on a rock in the middle of the Irish Sea. And... You have better internet than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I do have hope for season three. I mean, I was thrilled with season one, honestly. Um, and season two i'm i'm still saying i'm hoping it was just like a weird covid year <laughs> that dictated some of the ways some of the storylines went um so yeah what what would each of you say is the best and the worst episode of generation q <laughs> if you couldn't remember oh my God, i don't even remember any of the episodes come on now i know you too <laughs> oh my gosh I liked karaoke episode. That was good. Yeah. That I think was... the first half of the season was better. I don't yeah. I can't I don't I don't remember any specific episodes, but I think <laughs> it got progressively uh I just think I think there were some decent episodes near the beginning. I'll say that. Yeah, but yeah someone was else right at the beginning and someone else right at the end. It felt it? like it though. <laughs> they what they they did with season two and i think that's what they're doing with season three is they they basically wrote episodes one through five before they started filming and then they were writing six through ten while they were filming so that was apparent (laughs) (laughs) oh man um yeah, I don't know because I don't remember what happened. What yeah, I don't either. I'm like I will uh, say like, karaoke. <laughs> I will say a scene that stands out to me a lot was the uh, Carrie like drunk breakdown drunk. in the yeah. rain kind of yep. scene was very impactful. I don't remember yeah. if I liked the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was seven with episode seven after the one after the karaoke. I just remember Ash. Every episode, you were like, "This is my favorite episode." Then the next one, there, and you're like, "This is the best episode." And then we got to the finale, and I was like, "This was not my favorite episode." <laughs> the ultimate um, cutthroat Ash. <laughs> I, my favorite was also a Carrie scene. I think it was either one or two when Carrie first, or um, when Carrie comes over to Bets and she brings the 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 Groupon roles or whatever they are from the Vietnamese. Yeah. And I just loved how Carrie was able to make Bet squirm and and in Bet's own house. I just loved those dynamics. Yeah. that I I did like the first episode. I don't know. Like obviously the first episode, it's always going to be like, yay, we're back. Wait, someone's just written, I hope Kit and Helena return. I'm like, do they even realize that? Kit's not coming back. Yeah, I don't I don't think they needed to kill Kit though, like at all. I mean, I understand Pam Greer had other things that she, you know, had to do, but like I don't like why 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 kill Kit? Like you could have come up with something else to be the catalyst for Bet to run for mayor like i don't know i don't know i don't could think, have still I think been the without killing kit yeah she's gonna just od'd and been fine yeah i hated that i hated that so much 
Me too. Even if Pam Grier was never going to be on the show, I still just don't think it was necessary. Yeah. I agree. I mean, worst case scenario, they could always do that whole thing where they're like, you know, the part of Kit will now be played by, and then the new actor walks in. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's worked before. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. No <laughs> <laughs> like, Laurel hasn't you know, had a ton you know. of screen time. I mean, Kit could have just been there, just like Helena. We know Helena's there somewhere. Alive and well somewhere. I mean, if they needed to, like, because you never know with uh, the sort of teenage storylines and stuff like that, if Angie just like disappears for half a season or something. It could be like, oh, she's visiting her aunt Kit, you know? There you go. Like, yeah. at least she could have served a purpose if they needed, you know, <laughs> an Angie storyline or something. Oh, yo, yo, can we talk about, um, oh, what's her little girlfriend's name? Jordy. Uh, Jordy. Who? Jordy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why did they assassinate Jordy's character? Like, she was so. Yeah. Like, she was so. Her characterization in season two was so weird. Like it, Selena. Puppy, puppy. I see. I hear a puppy, but I don't see one. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Talk amongst yourself. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, right. They had Jordy was like basically very not supportive of what Angie was going through with yeah. her donor, yeah. and then at the end, it was like, oh no. It, a surprise! It was I was in. planning something. I was actually really caring. Woo. Yeah. But also, in like you're talking about characters, just you know, completely changing their personalities. In season one, Jordy seemed like the least likely person to be like Miss Popularity, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, like homecoming queen, and she's so popular, and uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of inconsistency with that. Oh, Ash, where's Miss G? They want to know. Miss G, Miss G is... Um, is she in isolation? That was a face. <laughs> no, she is in the exact middle of the bed um, having a little a little nap. Because, a siesta. Yeah, being beautiful is tiring work. So <laughs> She's... Um, okay, I'm back, by the way. I, I'm unmuted. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm sorry. I had to get her an actual treat because she wouldn't shut up. She wanted to get in on the conversation. She had thoughts. She did. She did. Miss G gets in on the thought on the thoughts a lot. As as you've heard her on the podcast, she's a big Bentina stand. <laughs> but uh, I assume you guys were talking about Jordy while I was gone. I'm sure yeah. you said everything that I was going to say. <laughs> no, go for it. What? No, just like just the, her weird characterization just didn't make a whole lot of sense. It's like, yeah, I don't. I, I think you, I kind of was listening while I was getting her a treat. I think you guys pretty much well, said what I was going to say. Well, and for the, I mean, I guess there were sort of two or three kind of overlapping storylines for Angie this year. There was you know, like her donor and the whole like potential transplant thing, which tied into obviously her relationship with. <laughs> her parents mm -hmm. and relationship with Carrie and then also her relationship with Jordy and like the whole school thing. I, I would have much rather they would have continued the storyline um, with Marcus. If, I mean, I, I wanted, <clears throat> I was interested to see them like interacting. And so they chose to kill him off instead, effectively sort of ending that storyline 
ending the conflict she like potentially would have had with Bet over getting closer to Marcus and that side of the family. I mean, I thought there was a lot to work with there. Well, see, I think and- that was like that the first half of the season, you know, like, cause I, I was the same way. Like I was like, oh, okay, they've got this going on. And then it just like, I think whatever that break was, I think that probably coincided with that. You know what I mean? Like, Ash, you were saying the second half was something different. I, that's what mm-hmm. it felt like. Itsy. <laughs> oh, cute. Yeah, I didn't like killing him off. Um, yeah, it just, they built tension up and then it's like, well, does it doesn't feel resolved, but it's over. Right. Yeah, I, I just feel like it was especially cruel that like the whole season was kind of building towards this meeting. And then so many times it was like, oh, she's going to meet. And then it was like snatched. And I know that was probably this is the way life is. And sometimes this this happens, but it just felt like extra, you know, cruel. But it worked And to spend, to spend so much time on it. So much screen time. Like you said, very little payoff. You're like, okay, so that's done. Like, there's. No, it was just the sun to get invested in that whole thing. I was like, okay, he could be in the next season as well, like as a reoccurring guest star. As Angie gets to know him. What? what well, you always, you, you already just with a you know teenage girl and a mother times two. There's. <laughs> plenty of conflict to draw in there. And so now, you know, bringing in a donor father and like that whole family and stuff, um, you know, you mentioned like they seem to create like faux conflict. Like there was something authentic there that the writing team could have drawn from. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you saw Bet struggle with it over a few episodes and then, yeah, to just have it kind of, and a bit of a whimper there. I think the show can sometimes feel so unrelatable for me because I'm not like a skinny, hot LA lesbian. <clears throat> and so when they have these storylines that, like you said, just feel so real, like for me and my partner, we're having the like, should we have kids to discussion? And it's such a different experience for a lesbian couple to go through. So I, yeah, I would have liked to see that story. And it can continue in some other form, but it would have been nice to see what they had already had us invest in if we could have continued that a little bit more. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good, good point that you said there, Amanda, about like uh, things feeling real because I I'm going to go out on a limb and say like most people who watch the show are not skinny, hot, rich LA women. <laughs> and even, I mean, I found this with, the original word, the original sex in the city and just like that and this and it's it's just a lot of the things that that are relatable and everyday people things they don't come across in these tv shows like very well i mean in and just like that you have carrie keeping a multi-million dollar apartment to ride in and you know someone like Bet's wardrobe is probably more than most people's yearly salary. And it, it's that too is where I think that you, you lose some points with the audience of not having that relatability. And it, it is like an interesting 
thing to to say that is is missing from the show where things like work and because they all have these kind of like glamorous like Beth's an art director and Alice is on TV and it's there's not like a lot of real people on the show with real things in life and I know that that is part of the fun of it and part of you know the escapism and all that but there um it, w- it would be interesting to see a, a, a even just one real character coming on that had a bit more of like an every woman sort of thing. That's what Carrie is to me. And I'm with the chats. The chat's saying, oh, more butch representation. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And Finley. Carrie yeah. and Finley are kind of it. <clears throat> and then when I would watch it as like season one, we watched it in a group setting, like a public kind of screening. And literally every time like a butch extra would come on screen, the whole audience would just cheer. <laughs> like, oh, there we are. <laughs> yeah, it it is. I don't know. There, there, there are just so many other things. Like the the representation too. Like there, there are. You, you can start with this stuff all day and say, oh, well, there's 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 not a, a British character, there's not an Indian yeah. character and all these things. So you can, <laughs> you can really get into it. But um, I mean, it, it does make sense for L.A. I don't it actually like 100 percent fits. LA, so <laughs> yeah, I we went there and we're like, surely it's not real. Elwood is not real. And we went to L.A. and we were like, oh, wow, it really? Like, is. Oh, wait, that's so totally real. Yeah. But are there <laughs> yeah. not butch lesbians in L.A.? No. I mean, they, really? they probably are. There's two, Jess. Okay, stop lying. There's two whole whole butchers. Um, not at any of the clubs or bars we went to. Oh, but that was back in the day. Well, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. There were yeah. I think Jess was the most butch in there. <laughs> Stone Cold Butch Jess. <laughs> well, I guess there wasn't a butch on the real L word, was there? Well, there actually. Yeah, I don't think so. Then um, Tampa, uh, like Tampa based. <laughs> Was there one on there? No. Oh. <laughs> there was uh, that. Well, cause, I mean, and but that's the thing. Like, I I lived in Tampa, went to university there, high school, everything, grad school, and there's there's lots of butchers in Tampa, like a lot, and. As as one of the Tampa Bay's reminded me, I um, am old and apparently. <laughs> what? Whenever I was, I did a video and I was talking about it was before the show had come out. I think it was the trailer, and I basically was like, "Oh, this, you know, this seems like a silly reality show, and yeah, everyone's." really hot and young and okay it was a bit cringe and then one of them came on and wrote this like essay comment and was like basically saying your experience in Tampa is is dated because you're old (laughs) I was like okay thank you well you know Ash you are getting up there in years yeah but (laughs) but to to be fair to them too I I ended up um talking to them and like I did um like a little like interview with them and and they were very nice but the one of the older ones the older one of the ones that's the same age as me um was 
was very nice and and like we like chat and stuff so it's cool but yeah the younger ones were <laughs> pulling me out <laughs> the chat's saying they also made Gigi less androgynous in season two i i have seen I a lot of people as yeah. androgynous the i i think it's just the cause <coughs> in in the first season she wore like a, a totally different wardrobe it was more like suits and i, I can't don't know well, she's a real estate hide. agent so you know <laughs> yeah yeah but it was like less glamorous i think yeah, yeah maybe she just changed agencies or she's now selling higher class houses and now she has to change her wardrobe <laughs> yeah she apparently has bet's wardrobe income now so <laughs> even though she's living in like a loft <laughs> with the bed mattress on the floor or what was it <laughs> yeah oh <clears throat> a while ago someone in the chat said that they need to kill sophie which <laughs> why are y'all slandering sophie don't slander Sophie. <laughs> Don't do that. I mean, season two wasn't her best season, but I feel like that was not her fault. I feel like that was the writer's fault. They did they some made her into a villain. her last season. They did her dirty. They oh, did yeah, Sophie for sure dirty. they did. Yeah. I hated, I hated what they did to her in season two. I, her whole storyline was just Finn's alcoholism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There was even like some really like really stupid that like they made her they made her a villain, but then the I I think it was episode seven where they after or no, it's later, it's maybe episode nine, where they're at that event and like Finley has been drinking all night and it's it's after the the day after the DUI. So yeah, yeah episode eight. And when they're they're walking in the bar and Sophie's like you're drinking or you have a drink and it's like yeah you've been standing with her watching her drink all night like it it just things like that it just makes her look stupid like saying things like that when it's evident that we've we've watched them drinking all night at a bar yeah I thought Sophie was so much more likable in season one mm. yeah it's just yeah, I wish I they like- showed her recover her and her family dealing with the fallout from the scandal. Like that's what I thought we were going to watch over season two. Mm-hmm. And instead we just watched like the love story, the love story of Sophie and Fenley. But I loved the scene with her and her mom and grandma and Annabelle. And I, I, I thought that was the direction they were going to go. And I, I would have felt that was a little stronger, but. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Also, I don't like that they that they paired up Sophie and Finley because I'm really missing their bro dynamic from season one. Like I want Finley and Sophie working as production assistants on Alice's show, getting up to mischief. I would love to watch a whole bunch of that. Thank you. Because I feel like they were the only sort of comic relief at that point, and now we don't have anything really. Well, there's Donald facing, but yeah, I th- I think one of one of the things that like. You know, if if I had like five five seconds in <laughs> burst into the writers' room when I've broke on set and I've got in there <laughs> and they're dragging me out, I'd be like, make the L word fun again. Like, yeah, fun. Yep. So many things from the original that, like, okay, yes, like I want the friend, like the friendship and the fun is like the two things that I think are missing. Like, 
all the not necessarily the scenes at the planet but that sort of vibe and then also like bet Alice and Shane stealing the sign like things like that yeah, are just fun stuff that's the best moments of the show yeah. and it's so like but those little God. scenes at the planet made it I don't know like they said the, some like really funny lines in those yeah. little scenes you know yeah. um, I, I love when been... they went shopping oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. when bet uh, Shane and and, uh, and Alice all went shopping this season that was like I thought a cute little throwback yeah the turkey based <laughs> yeah but the someone I can't remember who so, someone said this in my comments like not that long ago and they were talking about how, in in that scene when they're shopping and Shane and uh, Alice said basically what like Beth, what would you do if if Tina turned up on your doorstep imagine if that was in episode one and then that happened in the in the final episode like that would be great instead of having it in the same episode because then it just feels like forced because mm. I was I was I remember I was convinced that in episode two at the very beginning when Bet says to Shane at the wedding that was the <laughs> most selfish thing I've ever seen I was convinced yeah, yes. yeah you were you were like it's a book. this is the beginning of a bookend and then we were like mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, I was convinced there were bookends. The the um, it was going to be Tina and Carrie's wedding, and Bet was maybe she wasn't going to do something like Finley, but I thought like she would then confess to Tina her feelings or something, and like I thought that there was something cohesive there like that. Like it just would have been so much stronger if that bit was in the first or second episode, and then you know. Yeah, I think all of us who have watched way too much television in our lives like saw that coming a mile away. It's like, oh, I totally know what's going to happen at the end of this season because you set it up perfectly with that line. And then they didn't, yeah. <laughs> that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, like you were saying about the fun times, um, Finley and Alice are like our two sources of comic relief. So when you turn Finley into like a tragic character mm-hmm. and then make Alice sad, I'm like, oh gosh, this season's going to be really depressing. Yeah. There was no comic relief. Yeah. No. And also another thing they did is in season one, they spent a lot of time investing in the younger, like new friend group. And when they made, you know, Finley and Sophie fall in love, it destroys the friend group. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. So they wasted building that up and also took like some of the fun friend group vibes out. And it's like, yeah. oh yeah, the cheating and the scandal of it all and the alcohol, you know, it's like. Ah. I really like them as bros. I was like looking forward to them being, like, I was like, not every lesbian has to hook up, but according to the show they do. <laughs> <laughs> Just like they were really good best friends. I miss them as best friends. Yeah. And I, I also miss, I miss Shane from the OG being fun. Shane's so serious now. She just all I'm um, this business like uh, got this bar and uh, everything serious and serious and I'm like Shane was fun Shane was always like getting high with Alice and doing silly things and I mean I know she was younger but I'm like still where's where's fun Shane Yeah I agree 
I think they want to show Shane has like evolved and it's not still the same old Shane, but it's like you can evolve and and not evolve and like lose your funness, you know, or and and not like Shane could still be a badass, like cool, mysterious, hot, you know, fun lady, but also be, you know, loyal and responsible and not a philandering, you know, lady ho. Exactly. Um, this is, this is like not, not totally off topic, but it, there's, there's two things that you said there that I was thinking of. And just like that, I think that they, what they wanted Che Diaz's character to be was they wanted that character to be Shane, but that like that, that's always what I thought they, they were going for that way, but I don't, don't think it quite. No one can ever match up to Shane. (laughs) There's no, no, there's only one Shane. I yeah. was like pretty into Che actually through the first and and definitely they were like making Che overly perfect. And and yeah. actually um one of the writers on the writers podcast said in her mind that she's like Che was her big um mm-hmm. as far as like how uh hot you know she thought Che was. Um I forget it was like one of the new writers oh, who came on. Samantha Ir- Irby. Irby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Samantha Irby. And so but yeah, it didn't. It just didn't land, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. I, <laughs> there was some some choices. I was like, oh, what's going on here? But the um, the the shame thing, like, I I think that like what you were saying, Chris, about them wanting to be Shane, your evolved and all this stuff but they maybe have tipped it the other way and and they have made her like too rigid i hate to say it but she's almost boring like i thought she was was my favorite character shane was my my highlight of the og i watched it just for her that's because you don't like her and tess together (laughs) well yes do you (laughs) like her and tess yeah, towards the end of the season, yeah, I I didn't see like a chemistry between. No, them. I didn't see chemistry. Um, but it got it got better. It got better towards the end of the season. I so I do feel like Tess is the only one that sees Shane authentically. I mean, I see this. I it almost mm. seems like she sees her even better than like Alice and Bet a lot of the time. Hmm. Do you so, like Shane? I, I don't know. Shane I thought Jamie Clayton never? was um no. I just no. I don't I wanted to because I like Jamie Clayton and Sensate. Yeah, but I so. thought um I don't know anything. Why are they into each other? Yeah, exactly. There was no See, I really like to... Tess. I think that like I, I don't think that they have chemistry, but I just really like Tess, I think. Yeah, I like so. Tess as a as a character. I just feel like they were like, and Shane, um, uh, uh, who can we hook her up with? Uh, uh, here's a single person. Like, let's do it. Yep. It just felt very like checkboxy again. Yeah. And again, that could be down to COVID because they can't get, they couldn't get guest characters on or whatever. Yeah. But like, uh, just make her single then for a season. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't see it. I didn't, they didn't draw the relationship of like, you know, uh, it was like for me. Oh, Tess won't date her boss, and then suddenly they're, they're together. Yeah, like if Tess shown- is very. Go ahead. If they met in season one. If they had shown 
Shane being like attracted to her. Yeah, exactly. That would have been different. And like that sprinkles some crumbs in for us. Yeah. I don't think they knew the crumbs were happening, so that's why it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I like really, I I really like Tess, and especially the whole, like I, I I really like the whole story of she's in the past like had this addiction and it seems like an organic recovery like she's actually worked on it and like not Miranda like ordering a book in the middle of the night but and and I like that Tess is just so together she seems very smart good at her job and all that stuff and and she's in recovery and all that stuff but it just I don't know, like, it seems as though that sort of character wouldn't date their boss and wouldn't date someone like Shane, who is successful with business and stuff like that. But it's just quite, you know, like, I I just can't see that decision process in Tess. But maybe, maybe just when she, like, maybe she's just super attracted to her or something. But it Whoa. it did seem like a bit of a switch, light switch. Yeah. The thing I like about the relationship, though, is that because Tess is such a grounded character who's, like, secure in herself, like, is that she's worked on herself, she calls Shane out on her BS. Like, she doesn't let... She's not going to let Shane get away mm-hmm. with anything, um, which I like. <laughs> um and uh, you know she's it's like she sees that Shane's capable of more when for most of her life everyone just wrote Shane off as like Mm. the playboy the like not serious one the one you can't count on when they don't see that like she actually is like a very loyal (laughs) trustworthy person yeah and Evelyn said there that they don't know what to do with Shane. And uh, at, like, I do completely agree with that because they, they started with the poker thing and it went nowhere. And then yes, like she has the test relationship, but that's not really a storyline. So I'll be really intrigued to see what they do this season because I mean, uh, I think Lynn just wrote there and asked about, like, Tessa's coming back. Like, I know lots of people think that she, they were writing her off or that she's going to be away, but she's she's definitely coming back, going to oh, well. be in the show. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see what they're doing there or, you know, maybe they put the mom in, like, a, a assisted living or a different assisted living facility or something to kind of get Tess back to L.A., or maybe they're trying to, like, you know, figure something out Evelyn's that way. Back. <laughs> this is the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something to say about Shane, Evelyn? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just back for a whole second. In season one, did Shane say, like, why she came back to town? Was it some, like, lame business excuse or something? Like, did she come back? Well, she sold a salon, right? Yeah, she said because she was getting, like, divorced and she sold all the businesses. 
Yeah, but why was she coming back? I think that was part of it, is they completely let go of the job Shane used to have. Um, And I know she has the bar, but they also didn't really invest in the bar thing. I always found it interesting. As a bar owner, she doesn't do much. <laughs> like you see her like filling out order forms every now and then and being ordering Finley to take the drinks in the back. But like other than that, I'm like, she's not that involved. Oh, Evelyn's done. <laughs> yeah, she's like, bye. <laughs> yeah, and because she obviously had kept her relationship up with Bet and Alice this entire time. Um, you know, she seems to be really close to Angie. So it was like if she came back for more of a like, oh hey, these people are my family, and but then we don't see them <laughs> hanging out all that much, you know. So it, I don't know. And even Shane's dog disappeared into the L oh. hole, into the L word, like the time warp, the yeah, the black hole, black of, hole, black hole of death. It made me a little <laughs> sad when like Shane said that she didn't want to have kids, she didn't want to be a parent or anything, because I feel like she's kind of one of the best people with um, Angie. And, well, and her, she had her little brother. Brother she had and, for yeah. half a second. Like, <laughs> she'd make an awesome, like, I don't know, foster parent or something like that. Like, I kind of like seeing her um, But sometimes I think people who are really like who are really good with kids is because they don't have kids like yeah yeah they can um, hand it back (laughs) not not to make this about me but like I can't people constantly like I was at my um my best friend like my nephew's birthday today and he's two and like I I constantly have mine cousins kids and other kids and nephews and nieces and everything and people are just like you're so good with kids. I can't believe you don't want kids. And I'm like, yeah, but that's because I get to ha- be like fun and do all the crazy shit for one day. And then I'm like, bye. Like, there you go. Yeah, I'm going yeah. back to my cat. So exactly. I, I, I do. The one thing I really do like that about Shane is like, I, I feel like a lot of TV movies, all that stuff that they constantly will have these characters that they're like, oh no, they don't want kids. And then they have this like moment where motherhood shines through and it's like <laughs> some people that they don't, it's, I love that speech in, in Grey's Anatomy where Arizona, even though in the end they did this, she was like, I don't have some missing piece. Like I'm not broken because I don't want kids. I just don't want kids. And then like that in Grey's Anatomy, every lesbian couple, they're like, one of them doesn't want kids and then they have kids. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a totally valid choice, but I just feel like they took her character and they settled her down without giving her anything to like settle down for. Like it doesn't make yeah. it doesn't make sense. And she'd be much more interesting if she was still like, you know, sleeping around off to other cities every week. Because for as much as we see her anyway, why why don't you just pop in for a couple of days? And then you're out living your awesome lifestyle the rest of the time. Like, why? Just with like the airline hostesses coming along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What so was Shane's storyline in season two? Tied her down for the. Uh, what was she doing all season? Tess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ash, the chat was asking about whether we're going to rewatch the. The, oh, I have uh, a finale. few of cats waiting to go out. <laughs> oh yeah, I um I was just saying because I can't share it on the screen. We just did like a uh, chat instead, 
um, because I, I was going to make this really, you know, whenever we didn't have season three, we were going to ha- do the watch party so we could like tweet and stuff like that. But because it's been renewed, then, you know, <laughs> we already got our wish. <laughs> but Yeah, we were um, going to try to bump the metrics up with us. Yeah. <laughs> <Get off. laughs> because um, I, I, the one thing I do love about this community so much is on Friday, whenever the show is renewed, like comments, DMs, like my phone, like absolutely blows up. But I love going to showtimes and, and this goes for any showtime post. It doesn't matter if they're talking about the L word or any other show and all the comments are just the L word. Season three, season three. Like, it's so funny because <laughs> there's like any show, anything they post on, especially on Twitter, it's just everybody, all the L word people are in there like attacking it. So <laughs> I don't know how, how they waited so long for season three because literally like the posts are just getting like more intense as time goes by like oh can we get season three we need season three where's season three yeah (laughs) crazy and that was was just you ash yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think by the end you were swearing weren't you (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) okay i have a question do you all think that they will ever have Tina and Bet be together. They, I mean, they really <laughs> the teased the quotibitors. I, I mean, do, before before I answer, I'm going to say, do I want them together? Like, yes, I'm a sucker. I really like Bet and Tina. Like, okay, it's you know, but I just don't see one I don't see how they can't do it but then I also am like I don't see how they have without Laura Holman on the show all the time I don't know how they have that without compromising the character of Bet because after a couple of episodes oh tina's in the other room tina's on skype like that's gonna get really old really fast so i that's why i think that they need to do like with the a and b storylines or something or even like what what jess was saying about you have this episode where it focuses on these three characters and that maybe that sort of style would work better where you could have three episodes that really focuses on Bet and Tina and what's going on with them. And then they're not really in the other episodes. Like I, Mm -hmm. obviously I want to see Jennifer Beals as much as possible, but it's, (laughs) there has to be some sort of compromise. Like Laurel Holloman has an entire successful career as an artist and she's come back to the show as a favor, which I super, super appreciate. And but it, it, you know, it's just not. I don't know what they do with without doing something like like what Jess said, like the three episodes or five or so. You know, she was in half last season, so she's in five this season. They figure it out that way, and maybe have like them s- skip an episode that they're in. 
Okay. So at this point, I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't know who else they would hook Ben up with. Everyone else they try with just doesn't seem to work. <laughs> like, at least I don't really see Bet with anyone else. I don't really want a Bet and Tina reunion because boring. But um, at the same time, I'm like, they're kind of like, they've done the back and forth thing too much. It has to be like a, I don't know. I feel like they just kind of have to end up together after all this because who else is going to want them? <laughs> like, the comments are reminding us that uh, Jennifer Bills has basically kind of said like, oh, Tina will always be her, the love of her life. You know, that's how I, she sees their relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, I say this with like, with both <clears throat> types of inflection because Bet and Tina, like you said, after all this time, like, they just they deserve each other in like a loving way but then also in that they fucking deserve each other in like the worst yeah, way. exactly that's what i was saying yeah that's what i mean they deserve each other yeah. what do you think amanda <laughs> someone's saying they should put beth back with the carpenter from season the one carpenter's OG. in jail the carpenter's going to jail yeah crypto scam finally getting uh, her no, I agree with you, Ash, that like, yeah, but on the one hand, yeah, you would have to get Laurel Holloman back, but Laurel felt like really a part of the show this past two, mm. this past season two. Um, and maybe that's like, just speaks to the character Tina and how much I just personally, you know, was invested in that relationship, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I don't know if I actually want a Bet and Tina reunion, especially if it would only be for like three episodes. But what do we think of Bet and Pippa? Are we totally over that? Oh, boring. Boring. I don't see any chemistry between the no, two yeah, of them. No, honestly. Yeah, no chemistry. I mean I thought their first fantastic. entrance their first meetup was good, but I just don't know enough about Pippa. Yeah, I think they I, I would have preferred if they they built like as much as I thoroughly enjoyed Bet and Gigi, I feel as though if because they they did make Bet and Pippa into like an, an actual relationship, whereas like Bet and Gigi was more like a fun thing. I think that they should have brought Pippa in earlier and built her out more as a character because I feel as though we didn't really get to know anything about Pippa. And then what they started to do was like, Bet had made that list of things that she wanted. And then they were like, just throwing in random lines like, oh, Pippa has a son and we don't know anything. That's all we know because it ticks that box for Bet. So I would have liked a bit, like, a bit more of the character of Pippa so we knew her more as a person and not just like, an extension of Bet and Bet's girlfriend. And maybe we could have taken away some art time to do that. I completely agree. <laughs> because uh, every time I mean, there's anything art related, or even in the OG, like Jess and I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it like, like, as you said, Ash, the cast is so big that it's like the time is so precious. And then they're just like, precious art for like 10 minutes. It's like, no, probably, like the art probably got more screen time than you know Micah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And like Beth's emotional responses, she's way more into the art than she's into any person <laughs> except maybe Tina. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, the most emotion we've ever seen from Bet was from her crying over Pippa's artwork. Right? <laughs> so yeah, she's in love with the art. I don't know. I mean, maybe that, that, that should pair. That, that should be. But... She should pair pair up with the art as her couple. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what they'll have to do if they can't get Laurel. You know, just <laughs> she's married to a job. Yeah. They've just got Laurel. Oh, no, actually, no, that would be bad for us because she's married to a job. We'll just get more art. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, they're giving it. They're they're gonna give us these art pl- plot lines whether we want them or not. Unless they like just like she somehow gets fired in a controversial move. Some something's happened at the gallery and she has to become like a high school art teacher. That would be cool. Uh- <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that. Actually, that might be great because we would get Actually, more of that old bet who was in that car accident and was like turned into the oh, like, yeah. you know, like that would be a fun bet to watch. She could even teach Angie. No, if and you Angie's put like, her at oh. like if you put her at the private school with all the little asshole kids, that could be kind of hilarious. Because oh she'd my just, gosh. There'd just be a scene where she'd just be cursing at them. We'd get more yeah. like the awesome bet F bombs. It'd be amazing. About how yes. like how like you'd have like little tiny lack of diversity that exists at the private school. You'd have all those tiny little uh, lesbian waiting les- lesbians waiting to happen. But I don't know what I'm saying. The the <laughs> students would all have crushes on her basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh baby lesbian. Yeah, That's yeah. the word I was looking for. They the baby the lesbian. Current, oh, the baby like, lesbian. Yeah, yeah. They bring in like the current. U.S. education system where like Bet wouldn't be able to teach anything that she would actually want to talk about. <laughs> they just need to make this Bet storyline. Like we just wrote it for them. <laughs> We've cracked it. <laughs> they should just hire us to write can't everything. Talk race. You can't talk about sex. You can't talk about sexuality. Don't talk about any feelings. Someone's feelings might get hurt. Yes, like Bet versus some of these parents who are like bit, yes. you know, trying to get these books banned. Like that would be such like such fun scenes. Yes, but mm-hmm. completely losing it on like the totally like heteronormative conservative. Yeah, that's that's the bet I like. Yeah. Oh god. So, uh, someone was asking. I think Tammy was asking this earlier. If 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 you could could get into the into the writers' room before you were you were pulled out, or <laughs> your your wish, or what you know whatever. What's the the big like three things that that you if you could do anything that you would want for season three? Bring back Carmen. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go on your tombstone. That's, that's my top top number one thing. Bring back Carmen. Number two, bring back Erin Daniels as a different character. <laughs> <laughs> You want to you want to meet uh, Dana's like cousin or something? Yeah, yeah, she could be like a bartender at uh, Dana's. Becomes Alice and Chain's new best friend. <laughs> I could just be like Alice, like with her glasses, being like, "Hey, Shane, does that does that girl remind you of anybody?" And then they just see her being like very Danery, and they're like, and Shane being like, "No, no, I don't." <laughs> I'd watch that. I want to see the fun reinserted. I mean, this is kind of repeating a point, but I want to see a lot of the fun brought back. Um, I would love for Carrie to be brought back. That's what I would, I would demand. uh, They bring Rosie back. And let's see a third thing. What storyline would you give Carrie? 
that's a tough one because why would any of them, you know, it might be too forced if, if she's, you know, broken up with Tina, but, um, you know, someone, was, someone said to me that Carrie could represent um, Danny when she gets out oh, of jail. Yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, because she's a lawyer, who could, like, what, who's going to need a lawyer? Yeah, maybe Danny's father, like, disowns her so she doesn't have the money anymore. Um, that's another thing I want to keep is I think they should, even if they're going to break Danny and Gigi up, they have to get them back together by the end of the season. Like, the fans <laughs> deserve it. We deserve Danny and Gigi at least to get back together. Ideally, to see them be in a relationship all season, I, that would be great. Yeah, yeah I just say I, they broke up though. Yeah, I, I, I think that they sh- like. There's so many. I mean, we don't want to get into a Bettentino with Danny and Gigi, so they need to create like drama for them, but not their relationship, like outside of their relationship. Hmm. And they, they definitely have enough going on with like danny's dad and and all that stuff because they could like you said go down that path of oh i, I mean danny's just gone to to prison like it seems as though stuff with her dad isn't great and if she's or even her dad could go after yeah, all this her dad could go back would have been bailed out the next day yeah but I, that's what i thought but then someone was someone else was saying to me that the um that might not be that could not be the case because they could like she's hold her not a flight until... risk or anything so i don't know and she's I... like they're rich enough i feel like yeah. it could be one of those things that in a few hours she'd be bailed out that's why it's surprising they are arrested her anyway because they have so much money that mm. you know usually when you have money you don't have any consequences um I'd like to see Carrie and Tina get married. So Carrie could be Angie's stepmom. She <laughs> <laughs> could fit into the group. Uh, anyone who um, wants to <laughs> to know where Jess lives. Um... <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. But that would create like endless possibilities for storylines. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because you can't get Bet and Tina back together because A, like Chris said, boring. And like Ash said, <laughs> where would Tina even be? Like she's not, Laurel's not there. So uh, it doesn't make sense. You can't get them back together. And t- uh, Carrie seems way better for Tina than Bet ever would. Because, you know, honestly, Tina was like miserable for a lot of that relationship like basically invisible so at least she seems a lot stronger um with carrie and angie loves carrie so she's obviously like a good person and um bet can't stand having her influence around so if she actually had like the stepmom and had like a little bit more of you know a little more involvement and stuff and she's in town and everything yeah i just like seeing bet like a little uncomfortable and not like the queen bee all the time you know uh shake things up and yeah a lot of storyline possibilities there and Mm -hmm. i would like to see finley's family this dropped storyline from season one that we kept thinking that maybe the wedding might be something that had to do with Finley's mm-hmm. sister, 
we kept kind of waiting for the storyline to pop up in season two that never popped up. And instead yeah. we got the alcoholism instead. But it still obviously is tied into Finley's past. So I would like to see some more of that. I, I have to be honest. I kind of forgot about a lot of that stuff. If they went, they would have to reintroduce that, that stuff um, because it's, it was a whole season of not talking about any of it. And yeah. so now to me, it's like, oh, they're headed towards this sober Finley direction, or I don't know, maybe, <laughs> I don't know what they want. Maybe they want to have it be relapse Finley, Finley again. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what are they going to do with Finley and Sophie? Are they going to well, keep a lot them- of her like issues with, drinking seemed to stem from her family and religion which Mm -hmm. was like all what season one was with her the whole like religion storyline well you just told it that that's how they can tie it together then maybe she can be in therapy and and tie you know oh this is maybe a coping mechanism for me yeah yeah and i don't know about a third one so yeah so then it's gonna be another dark finley season (laughs) i know man Unless they do the black, it falls into the black hole, the alcoholism. And it's and like, oh, she already went to rehab and we didn't see Yeah, she's fine now. And now she's yeah. been sober for she, six yeah. months. She got that book. She the Miranda. She got a book. She's just happy, Finley, again. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, you should do a video of just this giant black hole and then hold up like, but, like signs that say different storylines. That It'd be like two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but I also feel if you did that, then like, the the way the writers would do it is we'd be waiting all season for her to fall apart again. You know, I feel like it'd just be constant tension if if she and Sophie are still together. I don't know. But I feel like it'd be constant tension, like waiting for her to fall off the wagon or something. So I'd much rather see the therapy part of it, I guess, mm-hmm. and her work through some stuff. Yeah, it could be like we're on this storyline now. So, (laughs) hey, happy birthday, Amy! Yeah, happy birthday birthday too. Happy birthday, Amy! And um, I want to say before, thank you, uh, Kinky Flint, Amy, birthday, Amy, and Tricky Detective, because I saw you guys posted super uh, stickers and super chats before. So thank you so much for for sending those through when we were deep in conversation i really really appreciate it and you guys and i mean is there is there anything else that you guys want to get off your chest (laughs) (laughs) i hope whatever they do they create season long story arcs yeah that they can weave through the episodes (laughs) So just a um, normal request, really. <laughs> just the basic. I feel rude <laughs> requesting that, but that like just co- I mean, some cohesion. I mean, that we spent so much time talking about poker last season. Let's not do that next season. <laughs> that's like really what, like everything that that I've been saying that that I would want, or that I think if it was the ten seconds that I got in the writers' room was to say. I I just I, I I wouldn't think this had to be said because I thought this is the way like most <laughs> processes go, but normally like if you have the X amount of months before you're starting, the 
to film, like you sit down and you say, okay, what is the arc of the season? What is the arc of each character? And then, you know, okay, like we want, like if you, if you wrote the season, season two this way and you wrote, okay, these are the cliffhangers, like boom, these, these three, then you go back and write all this stuff. And that's how, when you write from end backwards, that's how you can say, oh, we need to put in episode one, say, what would you do if Tina turned up in your door? And then it just, I, I just feel as though they're writing episode to episode to episode. And yeah. then there's no plan for where we want to end this because it just it feels too compartmentalized then instead of just like a flow it's like lego blocks instead of like a river and well i wonder if due to covid they sort of separated the writer's room and everyone was just like here you're gonna write shane you're gonna write you have to remember also that they started writing this season in march 2020 and they had like the the because I don't think it, that it all went to shit in the US till like, a- like April. So they ha- they had some time in the writer's room, but then they had like, they didn't start filming until October, October 20, uh, 2020. So yeah, they had like six, seven, eight months of, because remember filming got pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed a bunch of times because they were supposed to originally go back in like June or July and they were just I mean you can go back on my channel and see just constant filming's been pushed filming's been pushed videos so there there was a lot of time there and they remember we used to see those like zoom pictures where they were all like this on a screen so yeah yeah who knows who knows what what the why is (laughs) <laughs> and I'm, as we're talking about it I'm like okay are we being too hard on them I'm like okay they probably did have like or maybe not because of the way Ash you said they they had the five written out and then were writing as they started filming but yeah I don't know maybe they did have some concepts that they wanted to keep to but we just didn't buy into those concepts like maybe mm-hmm. they always wanted to you know kill off Angie's donor at the end of season two as a form of like drama um, and we just didn't like that. And so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And and I mean, shows like this where everything, like, you know, everything is not only written, but shot and filmed and edited before we even, you know, see any of it. Because like when, when I talked to Marja, it was, I said to her like, oh, you know, were you surprised about anything and stuff? And and she was saying like, oh, I didn't know that people would connect with Danny and Gigi or Shane and Tess and stuff like that. So there is that kind of you're just throw, you know, throwing it at the audience. And then when people connect with something that that's obviously what they're going to focus on next season. But I mean, it you'd hope you'd hope that like people are going to connect with like different people will connect with everything. So the, the, you're, you're probably right. Like there is probably stuff that even the audience didn't grasp or, or maybe just didn't, didn't land or it didn't come across the way they wanted it to. So I'm sure they're, 
Like the tests, you know, like hearing Tess is going to be back next season. That surprised me. I thought they were writing Tess out of the show. Yeah, so many people said that, but I mean. Maybe they weren't sure she was coming back. So maybe they just gave her an out in case. Yeah, because she's the only one that's, that's, you know, she's not, she's not in first position. Like everybody else, it has a first position contract. So no matter what happens, like if the L word gets renewed, like that that's their number one priority and they're all contracted that way. But Tess isn't, she's still a guest star. So her contract, I mean, like obviously I haven't seen it, but <laughs> a normal one like that, that's a guest star on a Showtime show, it'll be going season to season. And hers will also be dependent on how many episodes she's in. So, but, but uh, like a hundred percent, she's coming back. Like Showtime said that to me. So um, it'll be, it, it, I mean, there's still Rosie, Vanessa Williams, Donald Faison and stuff. And I would hazard a guess that the reason that none of them were in the announcement is because they're still figuring out like, uh, you know, they've, they've just gone back. Like they haven't really even done anything yet and they'll be figuring out, okay, when are we starting it from? Because they'll probably want to negotiate, you know, like someone like Donald face. And I just saw that he, I can't remember what it is now, but I, he got some big job recently. So they might have to, cause they, they'll only have signed for X number of episodes last season. And the only one that might be different is Rosie because she has some sort of showtime deal at the moment because she's in like American gigolo and then she was in the L word. And I think there's another one that she's in. So when she moved to LA she was in some sort of negotiation with with Showtime, but I'm sure with Vanessa and Donald, they'll be kind of, you know, try, getting some sort of deal for X amount of episodes from them. But they might not figure it out until a little bit down the line because they don't know how many episodes they are writing them into. So it might take a little while longer to get the answers for exactly who is coming back so hmm, interesting that's that's pretty much all the people and then you know they'll probably uh, further down the line start with is there anyone else like and and i know marja did also say this to me that when she started writing season two she did kind of leave a lot of stuff open because she was trying to work in rachel shelley coming back and then there was the stuff with like Sherry and, and Alice's mom. So she'll basic, she basically said like next season, if somebody says, hey, I'm free in a month or something or eight weeks that she can get them into an episode if, if it's possible for like a little cameo or something. Because there's a lot, like she was saying, she really wants Elliot Page on the show. And there's a bunch of other people that, that mm. she listed that she was like, um, she would just love to have like a bunch of like queer people coming on the show. So we might get some cool guest stars since we didn't get any last season. Oh, cool. Um, I actually that reminds me of now. Fortune Femster. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've got an appointment for a float. Oh, no, no, no. Thanks so float. much for coming, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to go. Thanks. Thanks so much. Nice to meet you. Bye. 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 <laughs>
Oh, this this format. Let me let me fix this around. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Instead of the middle of everyone's faces. <laughs> yeah, Marja wanting a bunch of uh, cool new guest stars reminds me of how I was shocked they didn't use Fortune Feimster more. Yeah, and they didn't. Uh, just you just saw saw Fortune, didn't you? Oh, you're on mute. You're on mute. Oh, what's happened to her? There, there we go. It's like your microphone's unplugged. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did. I did just see her. Cool. Yeah, I um, I was surprised she didn't come back for or for season two. Um, Lisa says, any thoughts on who will be guest host on Alice's show? Oh. Yeah, I mean, maybe that, they'll bring. That's like an easy way to bring in to like that's pretty much the dream setup for bringing in cool guest stars. Like even if you don't know what to do, you can just be like, "They're guests on Alice's show," right? <laughs> which we barely shot, saw her show last season compared to the first season, yeah. which again could have been another you know domino to fall because of COVID. COVID. Um, yeah. I don't know who yeah. would some interesting guests for the show be. Um, I mean, I, like this is the people that I think sometimes I'm like, there's, there's, I always think there's no way this person would do it. But then I, I do think sometimes maybe they just do it because it's the L word. Like normally they wouldn't go to a small show, but because it's like the queer show, like as a queer person, maybe they would like someone like Sarah Paulson, like if Holland Taylor was coming back, maybe she'd do it just because she gets to work with her wife and yeah. it's the queer, sh you know, like some people might do it just for that. So I, I wonder if they could do You Do you remember when the OG show had Snoop Dogg on? Like maybe they could bring on Haley Kiyoko, do like a fun queer musician and do something yeah. music fun related. Um, I don't know. I did um, a video this week where I showed my, like my two best friends of 25 years, I showed them the pilot of the L word. And while I was showing them the episode, I was, of course me, I was like, and da da da, and da 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 about the show. And I was like, you know who, who guest stars soon? And they were like, who? And I was like, Snoop Dogg. And they looked at me like, are you making some sort of joke? <laughs> they thought it was hilarious. They're like, I don't see how this works, but okay. <laughs> uh, love it. But I don't know. Thank you guys so much for, for coming. I had so much fun and I just, it, it's just so great doing stuff like this and talking about this a crazy, silly, wild little show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This has been a blast. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, yeah. Of course. And a massive, huge, enormous, enormous thank you to everyone who came in the chat and all the moderators you guys are just always the best and i appreciate you so 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 much and what an awesome weekend getting the show renewed and everything so i'm so glad that that you're all here ready for season three wild speculation and as i, I said this the other day but 
you know, we're going to cover the filming and all that stuff too. So don't worry. I've got all the, the little sources nailed down. So <laughs> we'll be getting um, our little detective hats on soon, I'm sure. But thank you so, so much. I, I had such a good time and I really, really appreciate you guys stopping by. And yeah, I'll, we'll have to do it again soon when we get I would love maybe, to. <laughs> maybe some um, little tidbits of information about season three and we'll be able to speculate wildly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Keep bringing us the tea, Ash. Oh, of course. I'll try. I try. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. It was great. I'll Thank talk you. to you all again soon. I'm going to end the chat three. now. Yeah. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.